Good afternoon, everybody, or good evening, perhaps. So good evening, one and all. We'd like to get started. So this is a presentation to uh, the Common Council by the Planning Division staff on the Imagine Madison update to our city's comprehensive plan. And there are several city planners here tonight, but I know Colin Punt is starting us off. Uh, so welcome, and thank you all for being here. And we are, by the way, filmed by uh, being filmed by Madison City Channel. Uh, so if you could just press your microphones as you wish to ask questions or speak uh, throughout the discussion, and City Channel staff will be controlling the microphones from their control room. Colin, please proceed. All right, thank you. Um, thank you for, for being here to, to uh, uh, let us do this update for you. Um, it has been several months since uh, we've appeared before the council uh, to give an update on the process um, uh, for Imagine Madison. I think it was September the last time we were here. Um, but we have met with uh, a number of the alders through the boards, uh, committees, and commissions that, that we've been meeting with uh, throughout this first phase of the project. Um, and we will uh, continue to meet with the council as a whole uh, after uh, each phase uh, as we, we move on to the next step. Um, I'm just going to outline uh, what we're going to talk about here. Um, I'm going to begin with just a summary of what's, what we've uh, accomplished during the, this first phase of the planning process. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Kirsty to go over the feedback that we've received on our draft goals, which is the main point of phase one. Um, and then Brian will, will talk about what's upcoming uh, with phase two. After that, um, we'll turn it over to Michael Ford, who, who will talk to you about the uh, hip hop architecture camp. Um, and the exciting things that are going on there uh, as they've partnered with, with us at Imagine Madison. Um, so first, uh, just the, uh, the summary of, of phase one, what we've been doing the past few months. Um, this is a timeline of our project activities. Um, starting last summer, uh, we took a few months to uh, kind of ramp up um, and do a lot of the background work as we were preparing to, uh, to start the public engagement. Um, as you can see, there are, we've, we've uh, been through a, a lot of different uh, uh, activities. Um, public engagement started in November and December. Um, this first phase is, is starting to wrap up, um, and coming into the spring, we will we'll, uh, begin the second phase of the project. Um, we, we have done a lot of public engagement uh, during these past few, uh, past few months. Um, just a few things uh, to point out here. We do have a wonderful website, imaginemadisonwi.com. It's kind of our clearinghouse for all of our information. We're also, uh, we also have had several different surveys on there, a lot of interactive uh, uh, opportunities for engagement. Um, we have a Facebook account and a Twitter account. Um, they're growing in followers every day. Um, it's been a very good way to, to get the word out about what we're doing um, in December, we did have uh, two large community meetings. Um, we have uh, four of them scheduled for April and May, which uh, Brian will talk about. Um, in addition to the large community meetings, we have made ourselves available um, pretty much anytime or anywhere to meet with uh, any uh, community organizations or other groups that uh, want to be involved in the comprehensive planning process um, in these planning pop-ins. This, this map just shows a few of them that we've been to. We've also been doing a lot of uh, video. We uh, have a promotional video up. Uh, we've done a mini documentary in which we've uh, 
interviewed uh, some some residents and talked to them about what they want to see for the future of Madison. And we have uh, we released the first episode of this mini documentary in December. We'll have another in April, um, and then a, a final one in September as well. Um, we are always looking for for more channels to engage the public, um, especially innovative ways that we we haven't tried before. Um, different ways to to reach as many people in Madison as possible. Um, we're focusing on some youth engagement. Um, the Hip Hop Architecture Camp um, was one of those, those channels um, that you'll hear a little bit more about uh, later, but um, if you have any additional ideas about uh, uh, innovative ways to, to reach the public, we're, we're interested in those. Um, the Bus Lines Poetry Contest is another of those channels. Um, so uh, it's, it's just another good partnership that we have with uh, Metro Transit uh, to get the word out about comprehensive planning. Um, one of the exciting uh, engagement channels that, that we've been using is the resident panels. Um, resident panels are a proactive approach um, to ensure that we are connecting with uh, communities and populations that are historically underrepresented in city processes and, and, and planning processes. Um, we've partnered with uh, a number of community-based organizations uh, to pr provide funding uh, so that those organizations can remove uh, barriers to participation in this comprehensive planning process. Um, we've, uh, we've partnered with 12 organizations um, that are forming 18 uh, resident panels in total. Um, and uh, we've, we've received feedback from all of these groups uh, except for two, um, most of that feedback, which Kirsty will go over, um, has been provided to you, uh, but we are waiting on, on a few of those organizations. Um, this is a list of the, the 12 organizations uh, that we have partnered with, uh, and as well as the, the number of individual panels that each of these organizations is, um, is convening uh, to talk about Imagine Madison. Um, just briefly uh, about the feedback that we've received from uh, the resident panels, there's been a lot of similarities between the feed, that feedback um, and what we've heard from the public at large. Um, resident panels have placed a, a greater emphasis on equity and diversity um, in their discussions, um, and they have uh, uh, mentioned some concern that, about whether the city will actually uh, use the input that they've provided um, in, the, in this planning process. Um, and so that's something that we are, we're taking very seriously. Um, throughout all of these engagement uh, uh, platforms, we, we've tried to track um, how many people we've, we've been uh, reaching and who we've been talking to. Um, right now we're, we're nearing 5,000 people that, that have engaged us engaged with us in one way or another. Um, this, this number keeps going up every day. Um, we're also trying to uh, get a hold of or have an have a, uh, idea of who we've been engaging. Um, this, uh, this slide shows the, uh, the breakdown by um, race and ethnicity and uh, place of residence and age for um, the Madison community as a whole and those people that we have engaged with in phase one. Um, as you can see, we're, we're, we're hitting a few areas a little bit harder than others. 
um, as we go on uh, through this process, we're, we're using this information so that we can um, alter our tactics a little bit uh, so we make sure that we are reaching a, uh, a representative cross-section of the Madison community. Um, now I'm going to hand it over to Kirsty, and she's going to go over um, some of the feedback that we've received so far. Uh, thanks, Colin. Um, so I'm going to move on to what we've been talking about, you know, what's been the focus of this first phase of the project, the major issues and draft goals for the community. Um, so to, to start this phase of the process, um, we looked at tons of different plans that have been approved in the, in the community, not just city plans, but other like nonprofit plans. Uh, an array of, of those plans covers there. Um, and we really synthesized the major goals from those plans and pulled it together into um, 13 concise um, draft goals for the city. Um, you know, we don't want to recreate the wheel, but we've, you know, made sure that we've balanced the amount of goals that we have and tried to keep them concise so that um, it's not an overwhelming amount. But we've put it into 13 draft goals, and you have a handout of those draft goals if you haven't had a chance to look at those um, prior to this. But they're in a handout. Um, and I'm going to go over each of the draft goals, the feedback that we've heard. Um, so this slide just sort of shows a scattered plat of... Um, some of the questions that we asked regarding those 13 draft goals. So we asked, is this goal important, and how are we doing as a community at reaching the goal? Um, on a scale of 1 to 5, so you can see on the bottom, it shows how this goal is important and how are we doing at reaching it. So for example, the parks goal, which is that greenish uh, square up at the top, shows that we're doing pretty well at achieving this goal, and most people think it is also very important. Um, you also have feedback summaries of some of the, the feedback that I'm going to present on. I'm just going to cover some of the highlights so it doesn't take too much time, but if, I'm probably going to talk relatively quickly to get through this, but you do have the full information in your summary. So for the first goal, the housing goal, we heard uh, a lot about affordability. It was definitely the, the highest, the thing that we heard the most, um, that affordability is an issue. Um, a lot of the, the wider public talked about the fact that we need to scatter affordable housing and place it close to transportation and jobs, although the resident panels did not mention that at all. So that was a difference there. Um, we, also, we also saw that a lot of people were talking about the need for diversity in housing types. For the first transportation goal, um, the main thing that we heard is that we need to expand our transportation service, um, especially to the periphery and adjacent communities. Um, so we need more service and BRT. Um, we also heard a bit about the need for improved bicycling infrastructure, although the resident panels did not really talk about um, pedestrian or, or biking facilities as much as the, the wider public did. Um, and then overall, a lot of people talked about increasing mode choice. For the second transportation goal, that Excuse me. Yes. I finally got um, chosen by the city channel to speak. So if you could go back to the affordable housing. I've been waiting a while for it to quit blinking. Um, d down where it says um, wanting to scatter housing, mm -hmm. not creating pockets, mm -hmm. um, close to transportation, mm -hmm. 
Has there been any discussion on the need to have a certain number of people to be able to qualify or have city services, like neighborhood centers? And in my district, I have um, people of modest income in many areas in my district, but not a concentration of poverty. And so um, having the city provide needed services um, to, to residents becomes next to impossible. So I was just curious if this has been brought up or talked about with the staff or within these meetings that you've been having. Um, I would say that we haven't discussed that with, with the water public in specifics. Um, but, you know, it's something that we could that we could add to, to, the, to the conversation? I think it absolutely needs to be added to the conversation because we have folks all over the city that could benefit um, from many different things that are not adjacent or near to be able to take advantage of these services, whether they be city, county, or state. And then what happens is that they spend much of their time trying to get from here to there um, to be able to, um, to, to dial into what they need to have um, to get some assistance. And what I'm seeing here just contributes to what I'm talking about instead of taking away. And I understand the, what you're trying to do here, but what I actually see in practice, um, I, I think it could be harmful. Okay. Um, for, for one of the land use goals that I'm about to bring up we one of the goals is actually to make sure that we're putting um, land uses next to transportation and just you know having that that mutual support of the two topics so in that sense if I'm understanding what you what you're asking we are bringing that up so I'm gonna I'll get to that goal in just a moment if, if, that's, if that's okay okay great um, I think I finished talking about this transportation goal and was about to talk about the second or this third third goal um, so for this goal uh, this is exactly what I was just um, beginning to talk about the we want to make land use and transportation decisions in a mutually supportive manner um, so making sure that those different types of activities and land uses and transportation all support each other um, and the feedback that we got on this this goal um, that transportation should be planned to connect housing and jobs, um, and that we should prioritize infill over, over sprawl to limit trip increases. For, the, for this next goal, this is a land use goal, um, that Madison will be comprised of compact interconnected neighborhoods um, uh, anchored by a network of mixed-use activity centers. What we heard on this goal, for the most part, is that Compact growth is very important, and walkability is a priority. Um, and we also heard many people talking about higher density and infill again, and connectivity improving social inclusion. For the fiscal, um, it was that Madison will be the center of our region with downtown serving as the primary activity hub. And the feedback that we heard about this goal is generally this was the, the draft goal with the least amount of support. Um, there were quite a few comments from residents that they think the downtown is doing quite well already and it doesn't need any extra attention. Um, so this one was, was um, ranked as less important. 
Um, and one of the other things that was brought up is that some people are excluded from the downtown based on, you know, the expense or transportation limitations or parking. For the sixth goal, this is a, another land use goal. Madison will have a unique character and strong sense of place in the neighborhoods and city as a whole. A lot of people brought up that we should avoid cookie cutter design um, and boring architecture or boring design. Um, there was also quite a few comments about neighborhood character um, being a code word for protectionism and creating segregation um, rather than allowing infill and change in neighborhoods. Um, so that was, that was the feedback for this, this sixth goal. For economic development, um, this was a goal that was unanimous, unanimously almost found as very, very important to everybody. Um, and the feedback that we heard about this one is that uh, we need more jobs and opportunities for people of color and those that don't have college degrees. Um, a lot of people mentioned workforce development programs. And overall, a lot of emphasis on equity and diversity. For this eighth goal, um, this is about cultural and historical resources. Um, overall, we heard a lot about the cultural and historical resources needing to be inclusive and multicultural, and that people need safe, affirming spaces um, as outlets for youth and folks of color, um, the LGBT community, and lots of other different marginalized groups. Oh, so I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I didn't want you to get too far. Okay. I'm interested in the uh, segment where you started talking about avoid cookie cutter, and I, I missed that. Could you expand? Could you go back to that one? Sure. And could you expand if there was more of a global discussion related to what did that what that meant? Um, I think regarding the comments that said avoid cookie cutter design, I think a lot of people were talking about. Um, it was usually in reference to the newer um, housing developments. Um, a lot of people said like boring high rise high rises with cookie cutter design. Um, so I, I, I guess. What I, about the code? Because I that's where I was tuning in. You said something about a code word or a code. Did I mishear you? Oh, um, the second bullet point is. It's not related to the first one about cookie cutter design. The second bullet point is just, in general, there were quite a few comments about people talking about neighborhood character, but using it as a code word for protectionism in their neighborhoods. Okay. Does that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I wanted. Okay. Um, I think I wrapped up cultural and historical resources. Just a couple goals left. For goal number nine, it was about parks and open space. Um, there was some um, variety in the, in the feedback that we got about this. Many people talked about how much they love the parks, um, but the resident panels themselves brought up a little bit more detail on equity issues involving the parks, such as location of the parks, the facilities and equipment in the parks, and, and general upkeep of the parks. But overall, this goal was rated by the wider public as being um, one of the, the goals that we're doing better at. Um, and a lot of people also talked about needing more access to the lakes. For the natural resources goal, um, this, you know, there's just a lot of talk about um, protecting the lakes and water quality, um, 
that climate change is important and waste reduction, just some of those specific things. And a lot of people rated this as a very important goal as well. For goal number 11, this was um, the agricultural resources goal. A lot of people wanted us to focus more on access to healthful foods rather than um, making like, the food economy a priority. A lot of people really talked about access to food. Um, and often it was in reference to equity um, and, and access for lower income groups. Um, and we also got a lot of really great comments about the community gardens. People, people love them and they want more. Just two more goals here. Um, for goal number 12, it was about utilities and community facilities. Uh, for this goal specifically, a lot of people were talking about um, sustainable and clean utilities. Um, there was a lot of um, positive, you know, positive feedback about the libraries and, and those sort of resources, but the resident panels themselves talked quite a bit about the community services and neighborhood centers and needing more of those. For the last goal, uh, this is about regional cooperation. Um, quite a few people talked about not just cooperating with other units of government, but also MMSD, uh, UW, Dane County, all these other groups that we should also be cooperating with, not just um, intergovernmental cooperation. Um, and a lot of people talked about regional transportation and a few other, a few other things there. Uh, we also asked if there are any goals um, that we missed, if there's anything that we left out that was important. Um, the most often cited goals that we missed were education and safety or crime and policing. Um, so we'll be uh, likely adding those or incorporating them into the goals um, as we revise them and move forward. A lot of people also talked about um, the fact that they liked that we include equi equity and sustainability. Um, and the resident panels specifically mentioned that they wanted accountability to really be a priority for this, for this plan. Maybe not specifically a goal, but making sure that we're um, being transparent and um, putting that as, as a main focus to be accountable um, as we adopt the plan. Um, if there, are there any specific questions on that? Otherwise, I'm going to hand it over to Brian for the next section on phase two of the plan. Okay. Um, uh, Brian? Yeah. Uh, before you start, um, uh, in regard to the participation panels and survey responses and so on, um, uh, voluntary responses on, in these kinds of activities tend to be a very specific slice of the population. Sure. Um, is there a plan to do non-respondents? Um, we, uh, that's a great segue actually. Um, okay. So far we, we're pulling what information we have and so we, one of the handouts you also have I believe at, at your place yes. is mm -hmm. we are looking and uh, working with our colleague uh, Melina Bernardinello from the Plan Division uh, doing some cross tabulations of the data, so where we can look at the responses that we have. We have the information for uh, for uh, gender, age, uh, race, place, location. We can look at people's responses by those different variables. Um, for the non-respondents, in terms of uh, those that haven't provided information, um, we don't have a follow-up mechanism for them for the first phase. Um, I think uh, we've tried to 
do the best we have, but we also make sure that we're we're making it easier for people to respond and, and not too too over, overly burdensome. But I think uh, maybe when Melina's helped, the next phase we can be a little, a little more proactive and make sure we're getting more information from from the different parts of the population. Well, I mean, the the just however easy it is, simply the act of finding out about this and then making a response is a very atypical for a population. So. Again, it's, I know you have age, race, uh, uh, gender, so on, um, but it's really a socioeconomic slice of the population that, that gets into this. And um, I don't know whether it's representative or not, but I think the data would show that it's, it's certainly not a majority. Um, and that even if it was a majority, um, the only way to get a substantive uh, array of responses from different parts of the population is to actually do non-respondents. Yeah, we. I think uh, our main goal was to try to. Uh, this is not scientific. I mean, we, these, the responses we have from our the overall community feedback is is from our website, from our community meetings, other uh, small groups we met with and, and received the input. Um, the, our, our main goal was to have the resident panels kind of help balance this out because we know the people that we typically do interact with, people that will attend a community meeting that we've, we've set up. So our hope was to balance it out with resident panels and to spread the word and so that we can, through our website, again, just read, reach a wider cross-section. Uh, it's, uh, it's not scientific. We did, um, in talking with, uh, we have a real small marketing contract that we use a, a marketing firm for. Uh, they mentioned... Uh, a, a tool, what's the name of that? Servata, where it, it sends it out and, and you can get a more a scientific sample, uh, basically. Uh, there were some limitations that we had with that. We decided let's just keep going with our, our current mode. So right now we're just trying to get a good cross-section. Um, in terms of the scientific sample, we just, we just don't have that at, at this point. Oh, well, I'm sort of repeating myself. You cannot get to a cross-section. <laughs> I mean, the nature of the thing is you cannot get there. And and when I look at um, the, the chart that you have, when you have data like this, mm -hmm. you say that it's not scientific. It looks scientific. Sure. Uh, probably because Milena is a scientist, uh, and she's very, very good at this. Um, we can uh, – uh, one of the main things we're doing to wrap up phase one is to summarize what we've heard so far, and we'll be sure to note – the limitations. We've actually got this, this question maybe by you or by other people uh, as part of this first phase here. We'll be sure to note the, some of the limitations of information we have so we're portraying what we have and what we don't have, I guess, the best way to say that. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, we, we decided early on, I think we there was a survey done for the 2006 conference of plan. They sent a survey out. I think just due to the cost, the cost of that, um, we just decided not to, not to pursue that, uh, at least from the early onset for this project. But uh, duly noted, uh, your, your comments will be sure to, to make sure that we, we clearly convey what we have and what we don't have. Sure. Sounds good. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up here uh, with a, a few, mo few more slides. Um, so uh, Kirstie, I'm sorry, Colin kind of provided an overview of, of the first phase. Kirstie ran through the feedback we've received so far. I'm going to mention just briefly here uh, kind of uh, what we're going to be doing here in phase two of the plan, uh, the, next, the next phase. Uh, so this is our timeline again. Uh, phase one is uh, where we're headed. This was the issues and goals. 
Uh, phase two, we call this, uh, how will we get there? Uh, things we're looking at in this next phase are um, what strategies will we use to achieve the goals we've identified in the first phase? We'll also be looking at the map. So we ask people to look at the, future, the generalized future land use map, propose changes to that. Uh, this process will run through, starts uh, you know, basically now, and then runs through uh, basically the middle or end of the summer. Um, we've already started off a uh, discussion about the future land use map, which is one of the key things that uh, the, the current comp plan has, where we use the current comp plan for, for the most right now. We kind of have a, basically an, an early comment period. People that, whether it's a community group, a neighbor association, a developer, somebody else, they can propose changes to the map where, we, where they think the map is currently uh, could, be, could be changed. Uh, we've received a few requests from this. We opened up this early comment period about a month and a half ago. On our website, people can go there, submit a quick form, and, and propose their change. We've gotten uh, just several requests so far, but it has been a good opportunity for us to talk, start talking about with the community about what this map update will look like and what it might contain. So it's been kind of a kind of a soft uh, soft start for our future land use map uh, update coming up here shortly. Um, we do ask if you have any constituents that might be interested in this. We ask them to submit changes uh, by March uh, 31st, if, if possible. Um, we have set our Community meetings for the next phase. We have four meetings of this next phase. We're going to be breaking out into smaller groups of these meetings. So we have a few more meetings to hopefully uh, hold more, more people in a, in a less efficient uh, space, basically. We'll be at Warner Park, uh, Cherokee Heights Middle School, near Middale and the Beltline, uh, Central Library downtown, and then LaFollette we'll High School. Uh, these four dates, last week of April, first week of May, all the meetings will be the same. Uh, and we'll be up, we'll be uh, based on the April 25th date, we'll be uh, putting out the future land use map, our draft future land use map, as well as the draft strategies at, on that first date. So the April 25th will be a good day, releasing, big day, releasing information, and then starting off our, our four meetings. Again, all four meetings are going to be the same. Uh, to help collect feedback, uh, we're using our website. Colin mentioned our interactive website. We're going to be using two uh, modules that we have that we'll have created uh, by this date. On the left here is a map where you can see uh, it's kind of a, a viewer. You can see the old map. So on the left side will be our current comp plan. This is not, our, not ours right now. Uh, left will be the current comp plan. On the right will be the proposed comp plan. You can kind of scroll around and see what the changes are. People want to know, like, how would I know on my property what's happening differently? Here you can zoom in and see what the pros changes are. We are looking at, um, looking at the, the density categories that correspond with the map. We also may introduce the idea of looking at height with this map, so some uh, possible changes to come here. On the right side, we'll be using uh, something that's called like an ideal wall. For the strategies, we'll seed this ideal wall with our 50 we see as the key strategies. Have the public then uh, either like weigh in, thumbs up, kind of agree with the strategy, or they can also add new strategies. This, again, is kind of an interactive website module. Hope to have a lot of interest here. We'll be doing the same thing at our community meetings. And then with that, kind of ending quickly here, but I want to mention we have seen a lot of alders at the different board, commission, committee meetings, other venues. Some alders have seen us more than they want to, would want to acknowledge, actually. We have missed so, uh, maybe a few folks. If you want to talk with us more individually and learn about this big ship that we're trying to guide through the process here, just contact us, and we'd love to meet with you uh, more one-on-one. -on -one. We can get more in-depth into some of the different questions that you might have. Uh, with this, we're going to uh, save the, the grand finale and turn over to to Mike Ford. Um, we've been very fortunate uh, to connect with him, uh, also known as the Hip Hop Architect. Um, he attended both of our first community meetings. He's on his way to filling out his whole punch card for attending all of our community meetings, this whole process. If he does that, he gets a gold star. But he attended, attended both meetings, learned about Imagine Madison, and uh, we're fortunate to have him work 
to use the measurement medicine process for the camp that he did, uh, basically as a way to kind of be a framework for his camp, but also an outlet for all the kids that he worked with to share their ideas and have that feed into a real-life process here. And so he's going to touch on that a little bit, and I think also show the, uh, the music video that was created to correspond with the camp. And so this now becoming more and more famous Michael Ford person, I'm going to turn over to you to do your thing. So here's here's all the links, and if, like this is the video. If you just want to click on it, it should just so pop, pop up. Got two minutes, six twenty-five. Um, and also now, any wiggle room on the on the amount of time, or is it six thirty? Sounds good. All right. Sorry. Cool. All right. So yeah. So I'm Mike Ford, originally from Detroit, uh, as Brian said, also known as uh, the hip hop architect. I teach a class. Teaching an architecture program uh, at Madison College. Uh, just a little bit before I show you uh, the video and tell you about the camp. Uh, so I've dedicated my career to exploring the impact of bad urban planning in architecture on communities of color. So looking at the economical, political, and and social impacts of of bad architecture and urban planning on communities of color, uh, specifically uh, noting how bad urban planning practices and architecture necessitated the birth of hip-hop culture. So I travel around the country giving lectures, been to places from Harvard Graduate School of Design to places locally like University of uh, Illinois and uh, University of Milwaukee, uh, also keynoting the American Institute of Architects uh, convention uh, next month in Orlando. So it's a very serious topic for me. And this hip hop architecture camp, when I heard about Imagine Madison being this unique listening campaign, I thought what would be more unique of a listening campaign than, than getting planners to listen to hip hop. Uh, so what I did was I challenged uh, the community and planners to listen to some hip hop lyrics that explore some of those intersections I talked about. Um, and gave uh, the, the kids uh, hip-hop culture as this catalyst to design um, the communities that they want to see 20 years from now based on the, um, the initiatives of uh, Imagine Madison. So uh, four weeks um, during the month of February, had kids come to Central Library. Some of the sponsors included uh, the Wisconsin, uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison School of Education, Madison College, City Planning Department, CARP-C, and uh, a couple other folks as well. Uh, what the kids did is they designed a, a city that they want to see 20 years from now using hip-hop as a catalyst while simultaneously writing a song that explores uh, some of the injustices faced by communities of color here in Madison and also nationally. Uh, so getting them back to the root of hip hop and not the hip hop that you guys hear and see on TV. So uh, this is uh, a short music video and I'll let part of it play so that we uh, don't run over time here. Yo, everybody be asking me, Mike, what's hip-hop architecture? Well, it's a new way to understand the problem. 
giving the community the power to lift up the hood, research it, remix it, tell the real story, and most importantly, build it up, build it up, build it up, build it up. Build it up. In my city, we are poverty-stricken, poverty-ridden, too little property getting, so if it properly written, yet talk about those who begging with cups, who ain't see much, the people walk around with their noses up, now it's still the hard times, but still no change, it makes no sense, and why people sleeping in tents, yeah, quick to say you get a job, but hard to say without a coat, I've seen the one is a global warming, ocean rising, birds are swarming, it's way past ignoring. A giant hurricane is gonna knock out your snoring. You like to close your ears to the lesson cause they be born. Rather spend your time buying designers. But let me give you a kind of reminder. If you don't start a mission, the cannot kind of mission. Let me not be a world to live in that simple. I hope that ain't too hard on the table. in and out the ceilings and closing out the comments. All I get toned down from my little friends here in Madison. Pedaling through the hood on their two-wheel carriages. No matter where it is, they ain't gotta be seeing things that be scaring them. Steering them in a direction of fear. Nobody wants a face of fear or the child to hear the bang from live action in their home. So please, let the hate go and fly like the birds right Kids these days seeing minorities forcibly being confronted by authorities Lock up red winners and tell them to abort it See how we supposed to be equal people if politics hurt the people Cause money ain't the root of all evil It's, it's the, the corrupt, corrupt that's deceitful Claim to be equal for all But how we supposed to be if the border bug begins at the wall I'm just saying so y'all know that corporations and pipelines Don't even have the right mind Set of a citizen worried about kind of dividends so My own future, my own person, my own hurting I'm so certain, it's so perfect The world order the building walls around the borders, teaching kids to hate our foreign world. The president making outrageous orders, live or die. That's 50-50 chance, flip a quarter, who am I? I'm on my grind. I see the sign of magic kids running miles, laughing, posies, not shooting. Yeah, will it be so tragic? Don't forget about the best, I progress, advance for better. To get ahead in every tread, you're wasting bread to be a better. No freshman, get my boss, see the letter. I see these cold, get a sweater. How people broke up in the state of the cheddar. And put that coke in the mouth, and maybe a cloak in the shelter. Pray for obesity, but homie, get your waiter from Wilson. The bubbler bubbles like seltzer, but the seed I only get black and no vapor. Pray we get paid with the green like we both get black.